This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens Advice Bureau. Kia ora whanau, uh, hoki mai anau. Welcome back to Settlement with Citizens Advice Bureau. I'm Anna. I'm the manager at CA, Citizens Advice Bureau Dunedin. Evan and I are back again today to continue on with the employment, finding a job theme. Today, as promised, we will talk about the CV, the cover letter, and some interview tips. Tēnā koe, Evan. Kia ora. The, so the CV and cover letter is so important to ensure you get an interview. We will go through what they should include, the format, and some tips for both. Okay, so let's just do a quick overview before we get into dealing with each of those three individually. And this applies both to the writing and to the speaking. Try to have a really clear simple style. Now for the writing, what that does is it makes it easy and quick for the person looking at it to read it. And of course, in the speaking, it just makes your thoughts much clearer when you're trying to communicate them. Now, before you do anything with your CV, try to organize your thoughts. So do a bullet point plan, because when you write it, you want things to be really easy to find. So you want to use headings. If possible, use a bold font, so that's the darker font, to highlight your headings. And then within each heading, if you've got three or four different points you want to make, put them in a list and indicate each one with a bullet point. So a little indication on the side, like a little dot or a little arrow. Now, in your CV specifically, please remember, be very, very factual. Everything you write should be checkable. Um, If you're writing about your achievements, such as the qualifications you've got or your job history, be sure that you have the evidence. So be factual. Try to be confident in your writing, but not arrogant. Be humble. So, for example, instead of saying, I am an excellent employee, or I am an excellent communicator. Rather write things like, um, my managers have commented on how much they've enjoyed working with me, or on how effective my communication skills are, or I've been told that I'm good at this. Right, now Anna, would you like to talk a little bit about the curriculum vitae in detail? So the meaning of curriculum vitae first is the course of your life. So the four sort of broad categories would be your academic qualifications, which includes courses and certificates, then your your employment history, including responsibilities and the skills you developed within those responsibilities that you had, your personal details, and then your referees, which should be your past employers if you've got them. Now, remember that your CV is your personal history. So that wouldn't change. So whatever job you apply for, you would send the same CV. You might make tiny adjustments according to 
whether you wanted to highlight some of the skills that you've had to use in some of your previous jobs, but 99% of the CV is the same from one job to the next. Secondly, try to keep it as brief as you can. You don't want to compromise on how much you say about your talents, your skills, your abilities, but if you can fit it onto one page, do it. Alternatively, two at the most. When somebody receives it, they're going to glance at it. If that glance says to them, too complicated, they'll move on to somebody else's CV. Make it easy. And don't forget, as I said a bit earlier, organize it so that each part is really easy to find. So if they want to look for qualifications, have the headings. Okay, so Anna, let's talk about the order of the CV. Yeah, so it's the entries may change depending on the stage of life you're at and, and what experiences and roles you have had so far. You know, So for example, a high school student with little or no work experience might want to put community involvement or the service they've been involved in at school um, as the first heading rather than rather than um, your employment history because you won't have any. Um, if you're just starting out, you can mention things as simple as mowing lawns for a neighbour or babysitting jobs or any helping out that you've done around clubs that you might be involved in. Now, let's talk about each of the subsections. So at the very top of the page, you'd put curriculum vitae. Underneath that, you'd put your name. Now, underneath that, the first major heading is academic qualifications. Now, this is where you would write any university degrees or diplomas you've received. Now, if you've only achieved a high school diploma, that's what you put in there. You don't have to have had degrees to have an impressive CV. You might have done a lot of different certificates, such as first aid or management or finances. All of them go in. Now, one of the keys is that with everything in your CV, you organize it from the most recent to the earliest. So whichever was the most recent certificate you achieved, put that first. Now you'd arrange it so that the first thing you write is the year, the second thing is where you got it, the institution, and then the third thing, any details about it. Now please remember, if you do have certificates, diplomas, degrees, whatever, you must have qualification evidence. So be sure you've got certified copies, and certified means a JP has seen it and stamped it. Now, if a job requires it, you might even go down to the level of writing in your driver's license, um, any skill-based documents. So, for example, you might write that you've got a basic food safety and hygiene certificate, and you'd put the date, 2014, for example, or a diploma in business management, and where you got it. So it would be Food Safe, maybe an online course for the food safety one, or Otago Polytech for the business management. So remember when, where, and the evidence. Annette, do you want to talk about employment history? Yeah, so it's the same as academic qualifications. You'd have um, the most recent first. So if you're in a job at the moment, that's the one you'd have first, or your most recent one would be at the top going right back. Um, list all the jobs you've been employed in 
um, and the years in which you worked in each one. So you'd have a, a date range. You might want to put the month and the year in the in the in that um, range. Uh, the company name of where you worked, and again, this could include any unpaid volunteer work you have done. You probably wouldn't go into so much detail. Maybe if it was very old, like thirty years ago, would that be right, Evan? Mm. Yeah. Um, and remember that you can get the top skills employers are looking for in everyday life. It doesn't have to just be from work experience. And all the skills that you've you have are actually transferable from one job or experience to another. Um, so again, though, for those without any or very little work experience, an example of a skill might be communicates well. And you can mention that while you're at school, you were part of a group that regularly visited a retirement home or the local kindergarten, which indicates that you are capable, you have got good communication and you can communicate well with a, a range of ages. Or um, another another skill, or you, you know, working in a takeaway shop would indicate that you can also communicate well because you're obviously dealing with customers all the time. Um, and another example would may, may be well-organised. Um, you know, you could say that you planned the school formal or you might use any volunteer work or roles in different student groups you've been involved in. Motivated might be another skill that you might want to mention. Uh, you could say that you coach sports teams. Passionate might be another skill. You could... Um, say that you were part of an enviro group at school. So I think what Anna's saying is that don't say something about your skills without the evidence for it. So pull it back to the factual as much as you can. Now, under the most recent job, and only the most recent job in most cases, list what your various responsibilities were. So for example, I'm going to use a very straightforward one. Let's say you've just applied for a job as daytime manager at Fresh Fruit and Veg Dunedin. Um, and you might be looking back to a time when you did work in a very similar company. And you could say, in that company, my responsibilities included opening the shop each day and checking that it's clean. Now there, you're talking about your punctuality, putting the fresh fruit and vegetables on display. There, you're talking about your organizational skills, checking that all the prices are correct, serving customers, training new colleagues, cashing up at the end of the day and doing the banking. So here we're talking about communication, about financial skills, about organisational skills, and training new colleagues, that's an important one. So that would, for example, show that you've almost got managerial skills. So you'd put each of those as a bullet point. Now, under other jobs, only put a skill or responsibility if it isn't already mentioned. Don't repeat yourself. Remember, try and keep it short. So the last part of the CV is your personal details. You would have your name at the top, but it put at the end is where how they can contact you. So you'd put your address, your email address, your phone. And then don't forget, you must add in two or three referees. So these are people who have employed you in the past. Choose those that will support you the most positively, but preferably fairly recent ones as well. Just remember, they can't be friends or family unless they were actually employers as well. So that's pretty much the CV in a nutshell. And up next is the covering letter. Um, so the purpose of the, of the letter is to get you the interview. 
The purpose of the interview is to get you the job. And please remember, employers are busy. Many of them are going to get 30, 40, 50 applicants. They receive so many letters, so many CVs, that they're only going to choose those that, firstly, clearly link to what the advert says that the job needs. Second, are quick and easy to read. Third, are organized so that the information is easy to find. Fourth, they're written in a simple, straightforward style. And finally, are professional. In other words, you've got a formal style, you've got correct grammar, correct spelling. In other words, things that they can read quickly and it tells them exactly what they want in a very short time. So before you start writing your covering letter, you need to look at the advertisement and highlight all the skills, the qualifications and experience the job requires and then write about these specifically. Group these by similarity. So your academic stuff might be one paragraph, your qualifications, your personal skills, management skills, all separate um, entries in the covering letter. Write a different paragraph for each group and explain how you are good at how you are, sorry, a good fit for the job. Put important information at the beginning of sentences. For example, my good, commu- my good communication is a skill my managers have often commented on. And then you can elaborate. Always be positive in the way you phrase your sentences. And remember, don't repeat what's in the CV. They'll see the CV separately. Now, this letter should be different for every job you apply for. This is geared towards the specific skills and requirements of the job. So you need to show how your skills and experience meet the job's requirements. And this is where you would use examples of what you've done in the past because that becomes your evidence. Now, like the CV, try to keep it no more than one page long. Now, Anna's mentioned different paragraphs for different Um, elements that you want to talk about. Keep those paragraphs quite short and try and focus on just one idea in each. Remember, make it easy for the employer to navigate the letter. And please, please, please check grammar and spelling. Nothing puts an employer off more quickly than a badly written letter. So now the interview. Um, So this will decide whether you will be offered the job. The employer is looking for someone who will fit into the work quickly, efficiently, and confidently. So you need to give evidence that this can be you. The employer is also looking for someone who will work positively and cooperatively in a team. So you need to show that you will work well with others. Now remember, at this point, it's all about show. Show what you can do. That means go back to examples, go back to evidence. So let's start Before the interview, what should you be doing? Right, so you read the advertisement, and as Anna's already said, you need to highlight all the skills the advertisement has said they're looking for. So go back to the interview, highlight those skills, think about those skills. Think about what you've done in the past so that when the interviewer says to you, well, how would you cope with this? Or what have you done in this area? You've immediately got an answer. And it's one which is based in experience, based in fact. Probably something which would be quite good is to get a friend or a family member 
just to do an interview with you, a pretend interview. Tell them the sort of things that they want to ask, but also ask them to to bring up things that you haven't thought about so that in the moment you're having to think quite quickly. Some of the common questions that you might be asked that you can think of in advance are, tell us about yourself. Now, they're not actually asking you to go into a whole long story about your personality. Um, they or, want your to know, qual- or your qualifications there, really, because they can read that. Mm, they've, yeah. they've already read that in That's the right. CV, so they actually know all of that. What they're really asking is, how would you fit into this job? How does your work experience fit in? What skills are you going to bring to this job that perhaps somebody else won't bring? Another question might be, what made you apply for this job? What you should be doing before you even write your letter is do the research into the company. Do research into the job. So this is where you want to talk about why this company, this job, really interests you. Don't say anything too personal. Don't don't say, oh, I've been desperately looking for a job and I really need the money. That would put them off instantly. They don't want to know about problems. They want to know how you are going to make their lives easier, how you're going to fit in and become a real benefit to the company. So all you want to do is focus on the job and what you can bring to it. Let's say they ask you, what makes you the best person for this job? Okay, here you talk about your personality and you want to come across as confident, but gently confident. You want to talk, talk about how you're an independent thinker, um, whether you're a team player, whether you can work well with others, what your skills and experience are in this line of work. And you really do want to reassure them that if they employ you, you will very quickly be able to pick up the job and do it quite independently, that you're not going to be a problem, you're going to be a solution. Mm. So that's sort of the preparation before the interview. Um, so then when it comes to the actual interview, always make sure you dress well and tidily and arrive a few minutes early so that you are relaxed and calm before the interview begins. Smile when you greet the interviewer and shake hands firmly. Eye contact is a pretty important thing here in New Zealand. Um, Be open and honest. Listen carefully to the questions. If you're not sure what the question means, ask for it to be repeated or explained to you. Uh, Take time to think before you answer. A a few moments of silence is fine. Answer exactly what the interviewer has asked. Um, Give examples from your work experience to show that you have the skills required, like Evan's already spoken about, and speak confidently but humbly about your work skills. In your examples, give details about how you solve challenging problems to show that you can cope under pressure and can be confident when difficulties arise. It's also a good idea at the end, they'll ask you if you have any questions for them, and it's always a good idea to have a couple of questions ready to ask, so it, particularly it shows that you've looked into the company that, you might, that you're applying to. So, for example, you're applying for a job at Rock, Rock Gas. You might want to ask them about what's the future of gas, which is a sort of a topical topic <laughs> at the moment. 
Um, but it shows that you've thought, oh, actually, what what is happening with gas in New Zealand? Um, it's always a good idea to find out as much as you can about a company or an organisation that you would like to work for. And at the end of the interview, just remember, smile, shake hands, say you're looking forward to hearing from the interviewer about the job. And that actually applies also to the end of your letter. Your final paragraph, final statement should be, I look forward very much to hearing from you. Yours faithfully, and then your name. Now, Anna, we've got a couple of minutes left. Would you like to share with us one or two thoughts from the interviews that you've recently had and the jobs that you've applied for? Mm. Well, the biggest thing is the tr- just trying to be relaxed and also remember, I think, that yeah, you don't want to be desperate to, for the job. You you want to approach it like, well, I'm actually looking if this I'm I'm coming to this interview to see that actually this is a good fit for me as well. And that almost makes you have much more of a, a sense, uh, much more relaxed, so that it's about just as much about you f- sussing them out as them sussing you out. And even if you are desperate, don't no, no, show it. No, absolutely. Nothing puts an, in, an interviewer off more yeah. quickly. But the preparation is the biggest key. And being preparing for potential questions, I think, is really important because you just have to – I mean, it's okay to take notes into an interview. You'd agree with that? Mm, yeah. I, I, because you're not, you know, just so you can glance down and you might have a couple of bullet points about what you might want to remember to mention if you're asked a particular thing. So I think the preparation is, is vital. Um, mm. And, yeah, I mean, it's about them just sussing out who you are as a person too, really, isn't it? Like mm. just, you know, they've got to know that you're going to fit in with their team. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let's wrap it up. So remember, the CV is completely factual. The letter is factual to a large extent and is always going to be geared to the specific job that you're looking at rather than just one thing for all as a CV is. And then the interview is very much up to what happens in the moment. But in all three cases, the better the preparation, the better the product. Right, yeah. Anna, do you want to wrap it up for so, today? Yep. Kia ora, um, Jeff, for and all radio for having us today. And to our listeners, thank you, Evan. You're for, welcome. For always coming and being great support. And, and I hope this really does help people out yeah. there just to get it all together. Absolutely. And I was thinking if people want some of these notes, or we could actually give them some templates, couldn't we, Evan? If they email Dunedin at cab.org.nz. We're more than happy to email them some CV and cover letter templates. Yes. Um, and the notes we had, anything that we've talked about today, just please, please email. That's Dunedin at cab.org.nz. Also, you can, re- Citizens Advice Bureau, general, other inquiries that you may have, we are on 0800 367 or 471-6166. Our website is got, has got comprehensive information and you can also make an online inquiry there. That's www.cab.org.nz. Uh, and please, please follow us on Facebook at Citizens Advice Bureau Dunedin and like and share our posts. If you Also, if you want to make any suggestions about future topics you'd like us to discuss or any other feedback, please email us at dunedin at cab.org.nz. Kia pai tora. Have a good day. Kia pai tora.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.